Hey everyone, this is Tara. Yo, what's good everyone? It's Declan. Hey, what's up? This is Keel. And welcome to the Mountain Movers Podcast. Let's get it, baby. Yes. The shifts we've all had to make to our day-to-day have been hard, but through hardship arise some of the most meaningful lessons to learn. I spoke to a few people about the current situation, Keel, Declan, and Tara. We talk hurdles, perspective, and what's been keeping them busy. This situation is an extreme learning curve, but we're doing our part by staying home and that's what's really gonna move some mountains. Just like last week, I'm using Anchor to record through their phone call feature. Not the quality I'm used to, but we're creating with what we have. And in these times, you do what you gotta do to keep going. So with that being said, let's get to it. Cue that intro in three, two, This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. right now you have no idea too funny honestly life so you, and the way things work I know and are you in your car right now I am in my car I'm not driving um I've kept it on for a few moments to warm up my feet <laughs> <laughs> so you're parked in Jade's driveway I'm parked in her driveway with her phone <laughs> she like passed it over to me and cleaned it and it's all good yeah that's amazing I'm yeah. so happy we can make this work <laughs> Thank you for being so patient and understanding and of course. Um, sharing time to uh, share some love, you know? Of course. Just to give some context to people listening, um, we've been trying to do this for a couple days now, <laughs> and just everything possible went wrong. Um, unable to download the app needed <laughs> to record, and then um, your boyfriend's phone fell off his car on the way to work because he left it on the roof. And yeah. shattered into a bunch of pieces. Mm-hmm. So now we're resorting to sister's phone. Borrowing a phone. And yes. Yeah. But we made it work. So we how are you doing? Work. Jake, I'm doing really well. It's, uh, it's sunny and fresh and just hanging on. Yeah. yeah. And that's really you? all. I, I'm good. And like you said, hanging on. That's all you can really do um, these days. I'm really taking it day by day. Um, I feel very different every day, and mm-hmm. um, I think that's just going to keep happening. Absolutely. The, uh, the only thing that has been constant has been the change, and same goes for me. I have been absolutely presented with different vibes and different, different feels every single moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the, the hardest part for me lately has been um, like kind of figuring out what feels okay and what doesn't. Because and, you know, you're right. Um, I think we're trying to figure it out, and we we can't because it's unfamiliar. Yeah. 
to all of us and you know we're we're all in it together yes exactly so it's okay if you don't know what you're doing (laughs) yeah or what you're feeling right yes yes so just to also give more context here um tara you are a nurse yeah and you are a studio owner that's right so and you are a spin instructor thank you yeah and two of these require i mean well they all require being together being with people absolutely mm-hmm. and just one of them right now is still ongoing correct that's right yeah i am still working as a nurse um i work for an agency who has developed i don't want to i don't want to say anything just because i don't know exactly how it feels or how yeah. how it's been on you but i really want um i really want to get to know that um, how I'm feeling about it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, hello, wake up call. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I work for an agency who's developed a, a specialized housing program and the program is to provide, um, clients a directed approach to care that will allow individuals, uh, that live with severe mental health issues and to have complex medical concerns and acquired brain injuries to maintain their housing stability. So I'm kind of like in a home. Right. Um, And, of course, things are rapidly changing with the immense work that the agency has put in to accommodate and keep the staff and the residents safe and trying to keep the residents healthy and not only um, mentally healthy, right? There's a lot of uncertainty and we're all working together as a team, the staff and the residents. So it's it's been an interesting few weeks already, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's only just beginning. Um, you're right. It is. Absolutely. It is only beginning. and And that's what I fear is the... Um, I fear the mental illnesses that will kind of be presented, the issues we'll have in the next upcoming months, not only in my, you know, my workplace, but everywhere. It's deep, and I am trying to... Um, not take on things that I cannot control. Yeah. So as a nurse, I'm doing my part and my best to help and be there and show up. And I'm also following all the guidelines to keep myself safe as well. So it's a really, it's tough. It's really tough. And yeah. um, a shout out to like all healthcare professionals, workers and all frontline staff. Um, your life is everything. Yeah. Our and health. Right? I, know I, I know I speak for everyone listening and myself when I say thank you for everything you're doing, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. in such a hard, uncertain, scary, crazy, wacky time. Right. Exactly. And I feel like every day I'm coming up with a new way to describe this scenario. Today's wacky. I heard it, so wacky. I'm going to use it. Okay. <laughs> Um, Wacky. I haven't used that one. So that's perfect. So on the other side of things, you're a studio owner, you are a spin instructor, 
and mm -hmm. lately you have been going without. So what are yeah. the what are the kind of steps that you're taking to cope with that? But also, I know that um, like most of it isn't completely over. There have been right. there have been um, new, I guess, experiments implemented. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So the biggest hurdle, I guess, throughout all of this is. Uh, I've noted is when when you love what you do and it is challenging you to its core. Like all of this has really knocked me and I've sat and reflected and been like, hope this is what will change and it will make us stronger. Um, so I do co-own a dance studio with my sister and it is a, it's a family run business and we have needed to adapt and be open to some new stuff. So we have decided um, a few weeks back to go with the use of social platforms. Um, and we have, we're now on our fourth week actually. So our business has run, sorry, for the past 12 years where we have an, enormous dance community that we've built and, you know, worked so hard on sharing our passion to for the past while. Our classes have had to stop and our doors have closed temporarily. And we've decided to continue offering to our amazing dance community classes online. So... Our staff of about eight teachers have all been on board and have been unbelievable and open to continuing their teaching with the YouTube videos. <laughs> so we've been able to continue, luckily, um, offer over 40 to 60 classes a week. Uh, we've decided to not do live videos. Um, because of the fear of not having clients being able to log on and having technical difficulties. So we've created a platform on YouTube and we send them out weekly and students are able to, you know, click on that link with their families and take part in their class. They can take part in their class as many times as they want as they follow their teacher that they would have had throughout the year. We go through exercises that we had rehearsed and we um, have gone through recital dances and choreography pieces and it's a great way that we're able to continue to interact with our family. And um, it is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, and that goes without that goes way beyond. I think anybody realizes is how much work goes into keeping a business, but keeping a family running. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, in these hard um, times, it's right. It's been it's been a whole. You know, it's taking a community to work together. It's taking our entire staff to put extra hours of. They're doing their videos at home and we're um, uploading them onto YouTube. And my sister and I and my mother were trying to run a business by texting and using FaceTime because we're not seeing each other. So it's been, um, it's been difficult, but 
when you love what you do, you, you go, you're going to power through and you're going to want to go to sleep at night and like, thank yourself for doing the best you could. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, um, that's been, we're doing our best and we're still loving it and <laughs> we're hitting bumps in the road and doing videos isn't easy and rewatching yourself. But when we see students upload their videos or pictures and they're sending it to us through emails or we see it on Instagram, like that is a reminder that like my heart just melts yeah. when I see that. It's why you keep doing I it. See the amount of views. Exactly. It's why we're, we're pushing through another four weeks. Um, we're trying to get creative. We're sending out new links of, like master classes going on around the world to our dance family. And hey, you know, this might open up a new a new platform for us in the future. Will we continue it during the summer months? Like yeah. this is an another new opportunity for us to grow. It's just a learning curve. I mean it's hard at first, but everything you learn in the beginning is hard. Exactly. Yeah. That if it were easy, it wouldn't be worth it, Exactly, Jake. <laughs> and I guess that says something about community and how incredible it is because you guys were this, you guys were and are this incredible family, but, I, I mean, when things are thrown at you and you, you're not really sure what to do, you, you either scramble and panic or you stand so strong that the bond actually is much greater. It becomes mm -hmm. greater. And mm -hmm. I'm seeing that everywhere, mm -hmm. especially like, uh, I mean, the dance community has always been so, uh, I want to say special, just because our, our art allows us the uh, privilege of, mm. of, of, of taking these new experiences and taking these wacky times and, yeah. and, and just being with them because that's our practice, right? Exactly. Well, it's the chance to be creative and to you got to run with it. You move with it. It is a dance. Life is a dance. And we're improving our way through it, right? <laughs> yes. I really want to know what you're learning about yourself as a person, as an artist, as Tara. Um, okay. I am... Reminding myself that I need to be open to remolding. I need to be fluid and I need to um, believe that things will work out. Right. And I need to trust my family my dance family, that they will continue to be open to creating. Um, they'll continue to be open to new things. I need to trust that with our love and our passion, we'll be able to come back and meet again. And I'm learning that... Hmm... <laughs> If we aren't changing, we aren't learning, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, little things to go back to health, 
uh, like mentally taking time for myself and my friends and family. Um, continue to support local, buy local, right? Yes. Um, hmm. And then, you know, eliminate what isn't helping me evolve. So when things do settle and we are able to move a little freely again, I might not change a few things that I've now adapted to doing, right? Yeah. Um, so that's important to me as well. And I just want to give a big hug to everyone. So um, appreciate the small things. Appreciate the big things. Don't sweat the small things. Don't sweat the big things. And uh, take it for know, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's super special. And I mean, uh, this platform that I have, Mountain Movers, is really one thing that's keeping me going because it's not every day that I wake up and I want to go for a run and it's not every mm. day that I wake up and I want to dance, but something that I'm really missing and something mm. that I know I can't live without is human connection and interaction. Mm. And even people that I don't speak to every day, I, I still have the opportunity to talk to. And uh, the purpose of this platform has always been to tell stories, to tell um, uh, life experience, to share uh, this person with the world and and that hasn't gone away for me so i'm I'm so thankful to still have the opportunity to share this and to show people that they're not alone absolutely Jake and you know I can speak for myself that i I listen to your podcast and we we want it we want to hear it we want to connect and we do we mm-hmm. all can connect even if it's in the smallest way. You can connect, you can find connection with everyone that is in your life. You can connect yes. with any human and that's it. That is beautiful, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So keep doing what you're doing, please. Thank you. Well, you too. Seriously. Yeah. Do it all. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on this, Tara. It's been a long time coming and we dodged all those obstacles, but uh, I'm excited to, when this is all over, sit down in person and crush out another episode. I can't wait. Um, Really good to hear from you and all the best. Sending you lots of positive and healthy energy, Jake, and we will touch base soon. Yes, we will. Thank you. Okay, bye for now. It's amazing to have you on again. I really, really, really want to know what has been keeping you busy. Well, first of all, I want to say a huge thank you to Jake Miles of the Mountain Movers podcast for having me on a third time. This is a Mountain Movers matrix, (laughs) a hat trick, if you will. So I'm making the third appearance and I'm just so grateful to be on here. Um, that being said, a lot has changed in the world since I was last here. Um, because the last time that, you know, I was featured on the podcast, we were sitting in a Zaza espresso bar cafe, sipping tea. And, uh, it's going to be a while till we can sit down together again. So of course, stringing on that note, what have I been doing to keep busy? 
everything and anything I can get my hands on. Um, this pandemic has absolutely shattered my paradigm of life, to put it, you know, frankly. Um, I lost everything. I lost my job. I'm losing my home uh, because I rent in Toronto. And because I lost my job, I cannot afford rent. So therefore, no home. So I lost my job. I'm losing my home. I lose. I lost all my physical contact with friends. I lost the campus that I loved and thrived in because I do go to school for nutritional chemistry. So try uh, try doing a food lab online. Um, I'm also a person that thrives in a hands-on environment. So having to switch to a completely online platform with Zoom uh, lectures and meetings and video submissions made me resent school um, as if I already didn't have the common student angst. I just, I didn't want to go on Zoom. I don't care for online platforms. I'm a very hands-on person. So I lost my interest and then I really, then I lost the gym and then I lost myself and I'm still dealing with that. Um, I'm just trying to keep busy by waking up much later in the day to not have to have so much day to deal with. And I think a lot of us right now are in that boat where how long can I prolong waking up? Because I don't want to, it's not like I want to die. I, I don't ever uh, wish suicide or suicidal thoughts on anybody, but the fear of mid-afternoon is really heavy in my heart right now because I've lost a sense of purpose. Um, I, I just, I don't want to wake up sometimes. I used to get up every single day at six in the morning. Our other podcasts talk about that, how I wake up and I would do my meditation and my grateful, my uh, appreci um, appreciation journal and my gratitudes. And that was all at like six. I'd be at the gym for 7.30, smash a workout. Before 10 a.m., I would already have a meal, a workout, a little bit of a self-reflection practice. I mean, today I woke up at 10.30 and I basically lied there and what's making me get up? Nothing. So, yeah. So, if that's the case, what got you out of bed today and yesterday? What is getting you up? Well, um, specifically today, talking to you and knowing that other things had to get done, I've tried to shift my mindset from what is getting me out of bed to what will I be doing once I get out of bed? So I leave little tasks for myself to accomplish every day. And I would just like to say right now, screw anybody who thinks that making more frequent trips to the supermarket is wrong because I, I had seen a post that is, you know, like non-essential trips or what's killing people. It's the, well, you know what? Non-essential trips right now are keeping me alive. So 
I think we should all accept each other for being out and about. And instead of casting judgment on that person that might go to Shoppers Drug Mart every other day and then in between, you know, maybe go to uh, a little grocery store or something. And I'm not having gatherings. I'm not inviting people over. But I know that, you know, I have not limited greatly the fact that I do go out and interact with you know grocers and grocery stores alike because that's what's getting me out of bed is accomplishing little tasks yeah. like that yeah absolutely um, I think I can resonate with that too Not, like we talked the other day and you were on your way mm -hmm. to getting an avocado and I could yes. tell just there was so much joy in feeling like you were getting something done that day and it was just getting an avocado a, a stupid little avocado but it meant everything it was one single avocado that i bought for a dollar because there's this banging cheap chinese market that i can walk to and i mean like i'm talking you can't i don't even know how she's like surviving you can't get avocados that cheap in the city but just a little errand like that is what's really keeping me up and going and um, also setting other tasks for myself, like working out. I've made sure to keep a semi-structure to my day. So prior, pre-pandemic, as we'll call it, I would bike to the gym and that would take approximately 20 minutes and then I would work out and then I would bike home and now there is no gym to bike to so I've kept that bike ride in. Um, I've also done a lot of reading of the literature into how people cope in traumatic circumstances because this is a traumatic circumstance okay i mean losing campus losing school i couldn't imagine what it's like to completely rely on a physical art form like dance like yourself and have that taken away um, because a lot of what i go to school for is theory so we could kind of get away with zoom meetings but i mean you're going to tell me you're going to have a zoom ballroom class like get out of here <laughs> That doesn't work. You can sit down and lecture me all you want about the molecules and a carbohydrate on Zoom and whatever, but you cannot teach something like an art. It's hard. Even in person. It's hard. I'll, um, I'll be honest with start. you um, if I can touch on that for a second. Go ahead, um, please. I guess, I guess I see what you're saying. All my academics, I'm used to just sitting down behind my computer and listening to someone speak. But when it comes to dance, yes. there's something about community that's that's missing right now, but that has also been sure. um, hugely exposed lately. So I think community is community is one thing, but then also like togetherness is another thing. I miss being around people and dancing, and I think that is what I'm missing and is why I'm lacking in motivation to keep dancing right now. Um, but yes. that being said, the community of dance is, in my eyes, stronger than ever. Um, people people are posting videos. People are, are posting um, classes, um, warm-ups, cool-downs, like everything in between. And they're kind of opportunities that never would have happened without what's going on now. And I think that 
I spoke to someone I look up to um, a lot today, and he said that um, the course of performance art has been possibly changed um, for the next Forever? three, four, five, six, seven, who, who knows how many years, because how, how long is it going to be before people are comfortable sitting in an auditorium again, sitting in a, sitting in a theater Oh, I mean, exactly. I mean, how long, not until they're just comfortable until the government allows yeah. you to congregate and watch a yeah. show, let alone just do it. I mean, I was listening to Dr. Drew talk today and he, we're, he said we're at least six months away from seeing a sporting event take place, yeah. not even just being there. So, I mean, uh, you can easily pair a sporting event in the same realm of, you know, going to a, a, a dance show or a showcase because yeah. it's a, it's a gathering of people to watch a performance of other highly trained individuals. Exactly. And regardless of what field or camp you sit in, that's not happening. No. And it's a hard pill to swallow. I'll be honest. Oh, it's devastating. It's devastating. But I'm learning stuff every day. I'm learning something new every day. How about you? I am. I'm taking this time to really do some deep self digging. Um, I, you know what, I'm not ashamed to come out here and say it, but I do have an exercise addiction uh, and I have battled and I'm currently battling with uh, eating disorders. And this has been a very challenging time because it's literally like taking. Um, taking an alcoholic and taking away all their liquor, but they still work in a bar and they're serving people liquor, but they're not allowed to have any and they cannot themselves bring any home, but they're around it all the time. Um, and I feel like that's where I'm sitting right now because I literally have full days right now to just be active and work out. And by all means, I've um, mismanaged that time where, you know, I'll work out and then I'll go for a walk and then I'll come back and I'll go for a bike ride and then maybe I'll do yoga and, eat, like, you just keep avoiding time. And so I'm using that time and those feelings and those emotions to actually uncover things that I've always put on the back burner and um, discover those inner workings of ourselves that I think that we look to of when somebody is 60 years old and has all this life in the world and all this um, greatness and wisdom. And I, it's like, I want that now. Like I'm, I'm doing that inner work right now because if they're like, yes, I agree with, um, of course, I'm a podcast junkie, and a lot of the people that I listen to are like those Tony Robinson yeah. entrepreneur yeah. types that are like, if you don't come out of this quarantine with a, three new businesses and like five startups and all these plans, and it's like, getting, okay, well, let's just take it down a notch. I don't already have a business platform, so I'm really working on using this quarantine to, yes, build myself up and what does that look like for me 
nothing what it looks like for the, you know, 30 or so odd people that I pass in the street. And then to every listener of this podcast, it's going to look different of what your inner work is, but we all need to do it. I don't care if you're uh, Prince Charles or Tony Robinson himself. We all have inner work that we've been able to put aside because life was always in the way. And now it's like, you know what? No, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to journal about why am I scared to gain weight and not just, oh, I don't want to get fat. It's like, no, let's get to the root cause of that adipose phobia. What's holding me back from my goals? And a lot of people looked at it like, oh, you know, my fat loss goals and what was holding me back was always being able to eat out and on the go. And now they're using that this time, which is beautiful, to prep meals and really get a handle on their nutrition, and that's fantastic. But I'm using it in the sense of, okay, why am I so scared? What is actually causing me to be this rigid and this structured when literally I don't live with anybody? I don't have a coach. I don't have a show. I'm not in prep. I'm trying to gain weight, but why am I scared? And that's what I'm doing deep work on is why am I unable to stop exercising? Why can't I take a rest day? Why can't I go out to eat with friends? What's holding me back? I mean, you know, we don't have anywhere to go right now, but when we did, why would I always come up with an excuse? Let's get to that. Wow. And that's, that's the inner work that I'm uh, on the path to uncovering. And every single day I'm taking steps to get myself out of bed. And that's what I look forward to. I'm like, you know what, let's, let's overcome one more thing today. And I'll tell you right now, you're the first person to know this. Yesterday was the first day I ate a dinner without using a food scale. How, how did that feel? And I, I cried. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was, you know how basketball players get themselves like hyped up before a game and they're like jumping around. They're like, let's go. That was literally me in my kitchen. I was looking down at my food scale and I was jumping up and down and I was like, okay, this has to happen at some point because people use food scales for some things, but they don't use it for everything. And right now I use it for everything I consume except for lettuce. I put spinach on top of my food scale. I put broccoli on top of my food scale. Like your listeners have to understand that it's like a next level prestigious, prestigious realm of what I use a food scale for. Nothing I eat is unweighed except for lettuce. Like name a vegetable. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that wow. gets weighed. Um, yeah, except for lettuce, because I've, bro- I've brought myself to the point of being able to do that. Um, but celery, carrots, cucumbers, zucchinis, everything So I guess it's weighed. about finding the balance. Uh, yes, it's about finding the balance. And where I want to be is, like, only using it for, you know, like, coconut oil, or peanut butter, things that have a heavier caloric uh, density. But that is, you know, to me, that's like light years away. Um, But I want it to be 
front of me. I want it so bad. So yesterday I stood there and I looked at it and I said, you will not have this hold on me forever. And today's the day that it ends. Um, and I just, I put it away. I put it in the cupboard and I said, you know what? My streak on my fitness pal is ridiculous. First of all, I know exactly what it looks like, like what I'm going to eat. I eat the same damn thing every single day. I know, you know, what the amount is going to be. Why do I need to see that number? I know what the 200 grams of broccoli looks like. I know what the 130 grams of cauliflower looks like. I know what approximately 100 grams of Brussels sprouts is. It's the same handful every day. Why do I have to see that number there? Because it brings me a locus of control. Why do I need that control? Because I feel like I'm out of control in every other realm of my life. And that's the work that it all comes back to. It's a big cycle of disordered eating and exercise and accepting yourself and et cetera, et cetera. Things that are above this, just a, you know, a dealing with pandemic podcast, but I did it and I put it away. And that there is a victory. And you know what happened? I woke up today and it was all right. And am I going to do it for tonight's dinner? Probably not because I was pretty overwhelmed and I'd like to have carrots today and carrots are a little bit more hefty. And, um, it was, it was pretty tricky. Uh, and I just, you know what, I'll probably go at it tomorrow, but it, it's still count that yesterday it happened and yesterday it did not stop me. So I think people should take away little victories like that and make those things work because if you don't come out of this pandemic a changed person, I don't know what you're doing. Whether it's good, whether it's bad. I mean, people are taking up alcoholism. You're still changed, you know, Um, but it's not good, but I'm not saying like it didn't happen. I hope that, I hope that. I have to say right now that there's a reason why I've had you on this podcast three times. And that reason is that every time you speak, every time you tell a story, I know it's coming from the heart and it's instantly transferred to mine. And for that, I thank you. We are basically the power. <laughs> Minus one, I guess. Um, you know what? She died. Deal. That's it. Honestly, fine. Sweet, man. So how you been? Uh, I've been good. It's I've just been trying to keep busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like staying in my house for three weeks straight is like not a vibe. No. But I think trying to maintain some level of activity, just even that if that means like making a drawing. Like I've just been trying to maintain just something to do. <laughs> so what you does know? that look like for you? Um, I don't know. Recently, I've been, this is going to sound like jokes, but I've been really into TikTok. Uh, So I've been making like TikToks, but also I've been making like short films and like dance videos and like collages. So I'm kind of just trying to keep my creative juices going, even even though I can't keep my per se physical juices going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. Is that hard for you or are you more physical than I guess uh, digital and virtual? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard because I do think movement 90% of the time. And 
I don't have room in my house to do that. So it's kind of been like a interesting journey of trying to figure out like what works best or what doesn't work or what, what I like, or you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. been like a fun little journey. Yeah. Yeah. So what's been kind of the best project you've worked on since being in quarantine? I'm really curious to hear that. Um, honestly, uh, I've just finished it. I, uh, it was a video I posted on Instagram. I saw it. And yeah. And I think that one was so much fun to make cause it gave me the opportunity to like interact with people. Cause like I DM'd a bunch of people and was like, Hey, can you send me recordings of you just telling me how you are? And then I'll make a song out of it. And then I made a film out of it. And so it kind of like connected all of my art forms that I like doing it to one, which was like good. And I felt yeah. that one gave me so much like satisfaction when yeah. seeing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what's yeah. been the hardest, uh, like all that aside, that sounds amazing. And it really sounds like you're keeping busy, but on the other side of the spectrum, what is, uh, the hardest thing you've uh, encountered? Uh, I think the hardest thing I've encountered is kind of like keeping a routine or like loss of like a normal life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think sure. just the idea that, like, I can't go, like, drive to my friend's house and see them or, like, I can't just, like, go to the studio and dance. Like, you know what I mean? I can't. The idea that I can't do something is just so frustrating and just, like, kind of, like, in a sense, it, like, brings you down a little bit because it kind of makes you feel, like, slightly powerless. You know, I think that's, like, been the hardest part is just, like, not having a sense of normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even if it, like, I feel like some people, a lot of people that I've talked to, they feel in where they are right now. But just because you're safe doesn't mean that everything feels okay. Yo, facts. Right? That's so true. Right? That is so true. So I guess like, I want to know, like, what have you learned uh, about yourself? Have you learned anything about yourself? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, honestly, I learned that I... <laughs> Oh, oh, dang. Wow. Uh, it's I really okay. Take learned, your time. <laughs> I really learned I just, like, I can't sit still. Like, mm. I really have figured out that I cannot just, like, relax ever, which is also, like, another thing where it's, like, I need to learn how to relax and, like, mm. take a breath. You know what mm. I mean? Like, just, like, I'm the type of person that's, like, go 100% no matter what. Yeah. And so like now that I really can't do like now that I'm just by myself 9% of the time, like me realizing that has like taught me to like, it's teaching me how to relax. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I think that's like the biggest thing. It's, so like, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Just like, that's the biggest thing is just me relaxing and trying to like take everything instead of like all at once, like slowly and like reflecting and you know what I mean? Like yeah. just taking a breath. Like, yeah. And is that in everything you do, or do you just feel that in certain aspects? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's everything I do. Like, everything I do, I, like, like, I don't like doing things half, like, half-assed. Like, that's, I feel like, I want to do everything the best of my ability at 110, like, 10%. And, like, I always, yeah, I always feel like I'm behind everyone else, too. So, it's just, like, a whole thing. And I feel it in every single thing that I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's okay. I think it's okay, though. Like, it, it helps me in the end, but yeah. right now it's just new. Yeah, it, it is new, and I, I can agree that's new to me, too. A part of me wants to do everything, like, 
to the extreme times a thousand. Mm-hmm. Like, Facts. Like, run faster, dance harder, eat healthier, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it's very realistic for me right now. Yeah. I just feel like they're, like, I, I need to set my priorities. Like, what's more important to me? Having a clear head or running the fastest 5K I've ever run, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, no. it's so rewarding and it's so fulfilling, but I don't know. I just feel like me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like another thing, I don't know if you saw this. There's like a post when like quarantine first started being a thing. And it was like, if you don't come out of this quarantine with like a new side hustle yeah. or a hobby or something, like, then you, then you didn't, like you lacked um, determination. Yeah. And I like that, like put on so much pressure. I don't know why, but like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that idea that like, oh, well, since you have so much time, you can become like a legend. And yeah. I'm like, well, this is also the time to like become yourself. Yeah. Like, and it's just dig deep, like dig super. Yeah. Because I've been, I've talked to people and people break, but then other people feel the need to, like I said, go to the extreme. And I think it's about mm-hmm. finding the balance. It's about enjoying what True. you're doing. It's about, it's about doing things that you love for the love of them. And if you don't, mm-hmm. Don't force yourself to do them. Facts. That's true. Right? That's, that's another thing I've been trying to learn is, like, not forcing myself to do something if I don't want to do it. Because I feel like if I do that, it's, like, useless because I won't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So if you had a tip or a piece of inspiration you wanted to, like, throw at someone, sprinkle on their, uh, on their day, what would that on be? Their... Oh, okay. Here's a little sugar and spice. Uh, please, I think please. I think it's okay to, like, not to do something like it's okay to just sit on your bed and like watch the Netflix. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to ha- go one day without stretching one day without doing bar. Like that's okay. Like you're not going to be behind everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to be human. Mm-hmm. And I think with being human comes feeling all the things that you maybe don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's yeah. so true. Right. Cause I mean, we're going to hit this wall and that wall but it's about climbing over it. Yo, exactly. Like that's, yeah, that's another thing is like, I feel like sometimes like when life is busy, like with school, like you kind of ignore some emotions or some feelings you don't want to think about, but oh, yeah. now that you can't, like it's kind of good to just like take a check in and yes. be, like register those emotions be with them. and like, yeah. And like think about them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Let them simmer. I feel that. Cool. Yeah, it's wacky. It's wacky. It is wacky, <laughs> but uh, everything's good. You're happy to be home. Yeah, it is. It is very nice to be home. This is like the first time I've actually like been home in like a long, in a little bit. Because usually, like when I'm like home, I'm never home. Like I'm always doing something, as I said. So like this is the first time like I'm actually like chilling with my parents and like hanging out with them. And it's, like, been really nice, actually, now that I think about it. Because, like, I never actually get to see my parents a lot. Yeah. So Take it's time. been, like, really, yeah, it's, it kind of, I'm, like, grateful for it in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that I have this chance to really, like, hang out with my family yeah. and, like, catch up. Yeah. It's probably been a while. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'm back in Ottawa. Um, I'm staying at some friend's house. And hey. we've kind of just been, uh... <laughs> Chilling, like really chilling. And uh, my mom, uh, she's the director of care at a long-term, uh, oh. long-term care home. So we've been, mm-hmm. uh, me and a couple of buddies have been volunteering there. Um, well, that's fine. Yeah, she hired us uh, to screen at the front door. 
So I mean, fire. What the heck? Yeah, it's so lit. it's very fortunate to be able to find work. It's a little scary the job just because of everything that's going on. But yeah. us doing that lets the nurses do real nurse things rather than mm-hmm. taking people's temperatures at the front door. So I mean, yeah, we're happy to be able to do our part. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Thanks, bro. No worries. Yo, I'm so I'm happy to be able to talk to you. Yo, same. I can miss. I just miss you and just seeing your energy, like, in the basement of the SLC. Yo, right like, back at you. Yo, like, oh, just, like, the late nights, and you'd be like, what are you doing here? Yeah. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just chilling. Oh, Yo, man. miss those, miss those nights. I feel that. That just about wraps up volume two of the Mountain Movers podcast pandemic profiles. In these times, it's easy to lose yourself among all the chaos. But remember, we are in this together. And I'm speaking from experience here, but you are never, ever alone. Love always, Jake.